0: Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. I'm your host, Steve Navara. Follow us on Twitter at Return to Play Pod. Danny, how was the Big Ben farewell game?
1: It was. There's there's not enough words. Just a great weekend in general. Started off, we went to the Pens game Sunday. Uh, never been to a Pens game. Got to see 13 goals so a pretty good hockey game to start her off um smash some permani bros sandwiches watch some football the uh, i've been to quite a few steelers games but there was there's just was absolutely nothing like this it was there, uh, there was a one po- first of all there was also a couple casino trips uh cashed out over at gbird more than i more than i started with but that's neither here nor there we after the after the game, uh, went to the casino and then after I left it, it was literally like three in the morning. I'm I'm walking back to the, our hotel, which was downtown, and I'm like, there was a point in time, I literally I was I'm on the Clemente Bridge, and I, I I'm looking over at uh at Heinz Field. It's still all lit up. I just kind of put my hands up and, like, just soaked in the moment. My phone was dead. I wanted to take a picture of Heinz Field so bad my phone was dead. But (sighs) I was literally, I just, I will never forget that moment. I just, like, bliss. It was pure bliss. Wandering across Pittsburgh at 3 a.m. Yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing, nothing, nothing can describe that day. It was one hell of a time. Yeah, it looked like a blast. I had a... A good time watching it. I
0: dropped a, a tear or two out of my eye thinking about uh all the memories I had watching the Steelers grow up and, and pretty much only ever knew Big Ben up to this point. Um uh, with a splash of Cordell Stewart and obviously the Tommy Maddox year. But uh yeah, it looked looked like a great night. I knew I should actually put the mortgage on the freaking Steelers. <laughs> uh and my I I regret heavily I waited to see how Saturday would go with all the bowl games and stuff and um and then I ended up you know being down a little bit not not much but so I was like well I'm not gonna absolutely hammer the Steelers you know I'm just gonna do a a typical like couple units and and just me, I, because I really wanted to pull the "I'm fucked if they lose" trigger, the irresponsible trigger, and I just couldn't do it. Um, but that was one of the things I knew I knew was going to happen, and sure enough, it did. So, you know, he sends the Browns. Really, the Browns have nothing to say about uh, Ben Roethlisberger at this point. They, they got him once in the the playoff game, a couple other times in. Uh, regular season and and other than that, you know, owned completely owned. Uh, Jimmy, you got anything to say about the Big Ben farewell game? Fuck Big Brent Ben and fuck the. There's Bears. nothing you can say about the Big Ben farewell
1: game. You shit, <laughs> you fucking Browns fan, shut up. I, I went up. I I threw a hundo. I threw a hundo on the, on the Steelers money line. And when I went to collect it, I, I walk up to the sports book and the dude's like, you know, can I help you or whatever? And I said, I said, Brown's fucking stink. I need money. <laughs> <And> I, slammed, <laughs> I slammed my, he laughed his ass off.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. They, they, well, and then, so let's just get right into the injury news first on the list. Baker Mayfield. He is not going to play this last game to get surgery on that shoulder, Um, you know, and and people were going back and forth with all these conspiracies about Stefanski and Baker's relationship, should he have just got surgery? Here's what I think about it. Um, At the time, it was either Baker gets surgery on this labrum and sits out the rest of the season, or... He plays through the pain because you're not going to make it worse. You're not going to make a labrum worse. So he plays through it and let's see what happens. So from an ownership standpoint and an athletic training standpoint, it makes sense to say, let's give it a go because you can't make it worse. But then it was pretty clear two weeks into that plan that, um, they probably should have just shut him down at, at that point. I don't fault them for um, putting him out there at first, but I do fault them for two or three weeks into that Baker playing with a hurt shoulder. You could clearly tell he was playing um, even less, less spectacularly than usual. And, and that, and then with the, that game, um, I don't know, how Danny, Hasn't watched the whole broadcast, but it was like even on the broadcast, they're like, "Why is Nick Chubb not playing?" And they're just uh, Theo Riddick, I think that's his name on the on the call. He is just ripping Stefanski for for not keeping Chubb in the game in like the second quarter, and he didn't have an injury designation, and then he did come back in a little bit more in the second half, but. I, as being a Chubb fantasy owner this whole year, he always sits the second quarter almost entirely. He definitely sits out at one or two series in the second quarter and Hunt takes over. And like I said, last week, they considered Dearness Johnson, the same caliber player as Hunt, I think, uh, production wise, at least. So I think that was just the the plan was like, they never any week of the year, they never want to have Hunt, or I'm sorry, Chubb be the the workhorse playing 80% of the game like Najee Harris is doing because that's not how you keep a running back around that you're paying oogles of money to. So I don't blame Stefanski for either of those decisions. I think he's taking a lot of shit that he shouldn't be this week. But what do you got to say about uh, anything else with that situation? Uh,
1: Relating to Najee, the dude is just unbelievable they're going they're going to freaking run him into the ground i i they have to either bring in a a change of pace back next year or do something cuz he just i mean he's a freak he's going to be good but he might only be good for 3 years at this rate but as far as baker i i, I truly don't understand it i think that they I I mean, I had talked this is it's honestly not a terrible thing for Cleveland, his struggles this year, because, you know, in the beginning of the season podcast, I had talked about, um, you know, the, the the Browns are all in on the Super Bowl this year. I didn't I personally didn't think they were capable of doing that, but obviously the Cleveland organization did with their cap situation. I mean, I had said like the worst nightmare for the Browns would be if Baker balls out, but you don't, you know, do well in the playoffs or whatever. Because then you got to pay him by him trying to play through this injury. He's easily cost himself a hundred million, two hundred million dollars, um, and he's basically if he's still in Cleveland next year, it's just going to be a a complete you know prove it year before he gets an extension. So I think they roll th- with him next year. The, I I I think probably unless you have you know unless you know deshaun watson were to say okay i'll waive it to go to cleveland which he he's only waived has no trade clause for miami so far i can't envision him coming to cleveland i can't envision them getting you know rogers or wilson or anyone like that either so who are you gonna have that's better than baker or cousins you're pretty much in the same boat with Kirk cousins um yeah. you know and then you ain't you know i so i i there's a lot of rumors right now i expect baker to be there next year and i expect him to play better um, I, 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 you know, the the Browns, the only explanation that makes sense is that they genuinely this whole time have felt that they were going to compete for a Super Bowl, which week in week out became more and more clear that was just unfeasible. And you know, now week eighteen, they decide to shut him down and get well, healthy. But I understand why
0: they played him against Big Ben, I guess. You know, yeah. the
1: Steelers, yeah, uh, I mean, you try to carry it. some momentum into the off season and but man, I mean, yeah, it's it, it, as a Steelers fan. I, I kind of am like sad because I'm like, dang, I wanted them to sign him to 40 million a year <laughs> and freaking. And yeah, Cleveland to just be stuck, you know, at eight wins. Stuck, yeah, stuck in that mediocrity and and not being able to spend any money. But um, this is uh. I mean, I still expect. Obviously, getting rid of OBJ, he was he was gone regardless. That that freed up some cap space. I expect Landry and Hunt to be gone, which gives you enough. Cleveland has enough money to fill fill a decent roster. I mean, especially with as as good of a line that they have, if they can stay healthy. Although although the line did not look so hot, Steelers had what thirteen sacks in two games against. <laughs> against um. So you have that high-paid offensive line didn't really do, didn't really help Baker out too much, but we've talked enough about the Browns. I do want to say I said preseason I said I put that the Browns in that seven to ten, eight and nine range. Nailed that one. Boom. Yep. Yeah, that was a pretty pretty fair. I was I was also right about the Ravens being mediocre, which it turned out they were, despite that fluke start. But the Bengals, I did I didn't think the Bengals were gonna. I mean the Bengals I it really we are literally going to be dominated by the Bengals for like 10 years like they have yeah. four four young superstars that are just going to run that offense for the near until they all for at least for 3 years until they all get extensions and then yeah and then that'll level the playing field but Cincy is going to be a it is, it's it's going to be a, a dark era for for the AFC North for the next 3 years
0: yeah, it's not going to be fun watching the Bengals be the, the best team in the division. Look at I Yeah. I <laughs> uh, well, let's just touch on Lamar. He still hasn't practiced yet uh, since that video of the ugly Bermuda Triangle grass. Um, And so uh, what's the quote here from Harbaugh? Um Cut that pause there. Um, I don't see the value of even talking about it at this point," Harbaugh said. And so, I take that as I know what he meant, but I take it as what's the value of even talking if Lamar or Hunt Huntley's going to play because they're both about the same quarterback right now. Uh, obviously, Lamar is a little bit better. Oh, he's a lot better on his feet, but uh as far as the the passing game goes. Uh, Tyler Huntley is, is the same caliber passer as Lamar, I think, in my humble opinion. Uh, and and then, and then to just finish with the AFC North, uh, you know, the, the Bengals are resting Joe Burrow. He kind of got his ankle rolled up on at the end of the game Sunday, but he'll be totally good for the, the playoffs. And I can't wait to see how the Bengals bungle, bungle another playoff loss up what do you guys say about any of that
1: uh th- th- yeah i lamar's ankle obviously you know we saw the limp he's been held out for what three weeks now i mean so it's obviously somewhat of a a lingering issue lamar on on one leg is going to be entirely ineffective and i think the ravens know that um so realistically you know if his legs if 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 you take away Lamar's running, if his ankle's that gimpy that he's not going to be an effective runner, then Huntley is by far the better option at quarterback. As far as I mean, he's he's been entirely capable as a passer. Um, the Ravens just they aren't that good to begin with, and they're they're just decimated with injury all over the field. So when you take out that what they they started what five and one, six and one, and like four of them were like fluke like crazy ending of games you know the fourth and 30 hail mary then the 66 yard field goal kind of thing the ravens are are barely above like a 5 and 12 team right now 4 and 4 and 12 4 and 13 so well, they had a they- abnormally banged up defense this year and that's the- what i'm saying with 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 i'm saying like they weren't that great pre all those injuries and if you take out all the fluke wins they are They've they've not performed like a five hundred team, even though they're sitting at five hundred. And Yeah.
0: I get that. I do disagree.
1: I disagree
0: that um I think with Gus uh Gus Edwards and JK Dobbins, if they would have had both of those guys and then if uh what Humphreys got hurt on defense, a couple big names got hurt on defense. I think the, the, that's like four playmakers right there in my head. Like that, that can change the outcome of a game. Like being on that field, you think about how dynamic that that probably run option would have been between Lamar and JK Dobbins. Uh, I think that would have added a whole nother layer to what defenses would have had to scheme for. I think the Ravens would have been really good with with their full running back roster. And then, uh, with those defenders. I disagree there, but I agree that they they haven't even performed what their record shows. They've been absolutely dog shit this entire season. Um but whatever. Fuck them. Uh let's just keep it moving since we've been go- going on a lot about the AFC North. Uh switch over to the NFC. A lot of quarterback news this week. Keep wrote the quarterbacks Justin Fields had a full practice today. Expect him to play on Sunday. I don't hate him. In DraftKings this week as a uh, tournament play, um, Bears against Vikings. I, I think Kirk Cousins is back though, um, but but I think Justin Fields could keep that game interesting. Uh, neither team has
1: anything to play for.
0: Uh, yeah, you I, oh, go ahead. Sorry,
1: I, I just agree. I I like the Justin Fields play this week. The Bears have kind of shown some improvement. Recently, oh, I said Fields, I liked it. I said no. I'm agree. I said I'm agreeing well, with you. Well. Justin Fields is uh, he's looked good. He, um, you know, even his stats have underwhelmed, but the, his receivers haven't helped him out in a lot of situations either. But the the Vikings are a team that came into the year with a lot of expectation and and being, what are they, seven to nine, and and eliminated. I this is uh, I, I would expect a very deflated Vikings team. So I, I do love that Justin Fields pick. Yep.
0: Uh but probably I think the players probably know it's the last game with Mike Zimmer who's a defensive uh the defensive coordinator too. But um we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um I it's he's worth a, a tournament play for sure. Uh, Jimmy G had a limited practice. We talked about that thumb and how painful it would be to throw a football with it. And sure enough, he sat out Sunday. Uh, Trey Lance was pretty bad, uh, pretty below average. I think it's pretty tough to ask a rookie quarterback to come in and start two games, one in week four and one in week 17 after you know the defenses he's been playing have been seasoned all year. And in a in a rhythm, um, but when it's the NFL, you know you gotta you gotta just step in and play. And he didn't play very well, so uh, I think they try to force Jimmy G out there to keep their playoff spot uh, because they'll lose it if they lose against the Rams here in LA. So I think they they play him, but I don't think he's gonna play well. I I just don't see. I mean. Even if they numb that thumb up and give them give them some perk thirties, uh, I don't think uh, Jimmy G's going to slice up this Rams defense. So I, I kind of like the Rams this week, but I don't know how much, how hard they're going to play. What he what he got on Jimmy G?
1: Oh, well, I don't think Trey Lance looked that bad. I don't think he you know turned any heads, but I thought he. Was, I think he he'll, he'll be capable. Obviously, the Rams defense is a different. Uh, Different animal and the Rams haven't clinched the division yet. So they still could be the wild card with a loss. So, yeah, I don't, um, I don't like, uh, it, either of the, as from a fantasy perspective, I don't like either quarterback. Um, I do like the Rams to win that game, but I think the Niners still have a pretty decent shot at the playoffs, even with the loss. Let me see if I can figure that out. Cause they, it's just between them and the Saints. Right, yeah, and, and the Saints. I the think Saints? it's whoever wins goes. Saints play at the Falcons, so yeah. I mean, the so Falcons they would are need, hot at home now. They would need <laughs> the, Yeah, they would need the Saints to lose. Um,
0: yeah, both of those teams, and they both obviously play at four thirty. So should be a good, a good Sunday of football, especially the last hour of each of those slates, and then the the Sunday night game. Um. We'll get to a little bit. I think you probably already know what's coming.
1: I'm seeing a uh, a 41% win probability for the Falcons. So even with a loss, they're giving the Niners essentially a 40% chance of of making it. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see what goes down. But obviously, you don't you don't depend on that. You're playing for your life. But uh, but definitely a different animal that Trey Lance will be facing. And and we touched last week about how. How difficult that will be with Garoppolo's thumb injury to be an effective quarterback. So, be an interesting one to watch for sure.
0: And final quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. A uh, uh, word on the street from producer Jimmy is he's going to play like the first quarter, uh, maybe even the first half. And I think that's a bunch of baloney that he's been going on for a month now about about the toe and it's very painful and I wish I had two weeks off well three weeks off to to give it uh its proper rest and now he has the perfect opportunity to give it three full weeks off basically between last Sunday and you know the bye week and this week off that's that's three full weeks you could have given that toe to heal. 100%, 100%, and he's still going to gear up and go through his whole warm up and play like a quarter of football at least. So um, I, I no longer respect the toe injury for the past um, month, and I recant all my sympathy towards him uh, that I had retrospectively. And then he's also minus 400 for the MVP uh, candidate. And we were talking about this before the show started. It kind of sucks. We're, I was like, I think Jonathan Taylor should technically be the MVP because the Colts wouldn't be playing for a playoff spot this week. But as Danny pointed out, like, the Packers would be like, um, you know, four, a four-win team without Aaron Rodgers this year. So I get that. I just think we both think uh, that it should be – offensive or quarterback of the year award and then offensive player of the year award and it just be a, a passively known that offensive player of the year award is for every player except the quarterback. Uh, that just seems to make the most sense the way the league is now. There's there's no longer even a remote chance someone outside of the quarterback position can win the, the MVP award and it makes it um, less fun and less valuable, I think, a less valuable
1: um, any anything on Aaron Rodgers or the MVP? Yeah, like Aaron Rodgers for MVP, like we talk about pre-show. It's definitely a QB-dominated award, although a few few non-QBs have broken through. Um, I think OPOY won't be Rodgers. I think that'll be a toss-up between Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup. I do just have to throw out there that I. I said I loved the the Cooper Cup thirty to one to to lead the lead the league in receiving this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't bet it in real life, but damn, I could be a rich man. Yeah,
0: you, well, yeah. they don't let you bet a lot of money on that. But even if you bet, yeah. even if you bet fifty bucks on that, uh, if you t- fifty times thirty is fifteen hundred dollars. Since two 2000-
1: thousand. Six, so actually a running back won MVP back to back, Sean Alexander in 2005 and then LT in 2006. Since then, the only non-QB was uh, Adrian Peterson in this two thousand yard season to win MVP. So yeah, definitely a very, very heavily quarterback dominated award. as far as DPOY yesterday morning, TJ. Watt when I was when I was waking up to leave Pittsburgh. TJ Watt was plus 400, or excuse me, minus 400 for MVP. I was, I was going to throw some money on it, and then I was, I was going to throw 50 bucks on it, and it was only going to win me 12, so I'm like, ah, screw it. I said they they screwed him out of it the past two years. I'm not I'm not risking money in case they do some crazy shit again. And then with the uh, Micah Parsons COVID, COVID news, I don't know if he officially tested positive, but he's on the COVID list now. TJ Watt jumped to minus 1,700, so without Parsons, uh, being able to play this game, obviously no one's going to be able to catch TJ. So I'll give a preemptive congrats, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it definitively because they've screwed him out of the past two years. Uh, if he gets a sack tomorrow or Sunday, uh, yeah, he the dude in a banged up year, he needs one sack to tie the record. So they, they, you can't not give it to him at that point, but it's crazy that that's what he had to do to finally win one. Yeah yeah
0: well, and so he will have played fifteen full games next week, and i don't i uh that that doesn't count there that sorry that that fifteen includes the games that he was out for basically a total of five quarters in another two games
1: no three uh, games he left three games early he left there's oh there's three games where he he left in the first half let me uh he, yeah so
0: while he looks at that's six quarters right there so he actually has only played um third well 12 and a half games he's only played in 12 and a half quarter quarters worth of games uh which is pretty crazy so you know basically in three less games tech technically uh he will he will break Michael Strahan's record um which which is insane. That's an insane even, way
1: to break. Oh, uh, even even with like even the games that he did play, he he has still been hampered. You know, week 2 was when he initially had the groin injury. He played just 16 snaps that game. So left left in the first quarter basically. Missed week 3 against the Bengals. Um I mean, when you look at his snap counts, I mean, there's only been only been one game this year where he's played over 90% of the defensive snaps, which is like insane to think about. He played less than 50% of the Detroit game. He he got knocked out and um you know that didn't didn't get to come back in in that tie. And he played only 25 snaps in the in the Minnesota game. Left that game before halftime. So it's uh it's been a wild let me see what what last year is. So this year yeah, I mean it's just you know when you when to think of of the numbers he's putting up and he's played ninety percent of the snaps only once. Is just kind of an astronomical, astronomical thing to think about.
0: Agreed. Uh, let's keep it moving to former Pittsburgh Steeler Antonio Brown. Obviously, his his camp reported that he had an, uh, a confirmed MRI from a top surgeon outside of the Buccaneers team. Um, who said he shouldn't have played on Sunday, and that you know this ankle injury was still cumbersome enough to warrant uh, further rest? And you know, I, I get how how it was. His story probably is going to be: I pushed through it. I was limited in practice. I probably said, you know, I could try to go, or maybe he says he he couldn't try to go, and he he was forced out there. But then he's saying during the game, during the Jets game, he, he said he couldn't go anymore. And, uh, someone like set, made a comment to him or something, or like, you know, said something probably insensitive to having an injury, probably calling him a pussy or something. And that's what triggered him to have a, have a shirtless freak out. Um, so, you know, if that's the case, why don't you release that MRI? Like, I know you don't have to because it's your medical record, but if that is your only piece of evidence, um, it feels like if you want people to believe you, maybe you should come forth with uh, literal imaging proof that you claim to have. Um, But so he's definitely playing some cards. He's shuffling his deck, seeing what he can make out of this, trying to create his own narrative, in my opinion. if it were me I'd I'd say here's the proof right here and not just say I have proof but I'm not going to show anybody it you know at that at that point I'm going to say well I don't care what you say let me see the proof um and I'm not really sure what an MRI is going to show on an ankle that says you can play football in 4 days or not you know um it could show some fraying of some ligaments and such but that's about it and and pretty much if i bet you if you did an mri on 20 wide receiver ankles starting wide receiver ankles you'd find some ligament damage in a lot of those ankles in week 17 of the year but i do get he's coming back from an injury and stuff too so you know we'll, we'll see how this story plays out It's definitely entertaining at, since he's not on my team this is entertaining uh what do you got to say about this whole
1: craziness. Amy's track record obviously does not speak for him in this situation. So, you know that you're obviously going to jump to, to him being the bad guy. It, I mean, it's just an unfortunate downfall from grace. He could have stayed in Pittsburgh averaging, you know, 120 catches and 1600 yards for a few more seasons and pretty much been the number say- two. Re- Number oh for not in, not only first ballot but I'm saying like you he would have been he he wouldn't have caught Jerry Rice's numbers no one no one ever will but he'd probably would have had the been the number two like statistical receiver ever and and just well, threw it all away just had just I don't know if it's a CTE thing if he's just nuts it's 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 truly an unfortunate thing he was a uh, you know I don't want to I obviously the fallout with Pittsburgh was. Was uglier than sin, but I, you know, he certainly gave us some good memories. I hope he can kind of get things straightened around. I don't think you get things straightened around at this point. I don't think so either. I think we'll, we'll be hearing about AB for a while. Uh, yeah. But let me, let me say one more thing here. I, I just ch- I checked. Uh, so TJ Watt has played 697 snaps this year out of a possible 1,045. Which is only a, it comes out to to exactly sixty six point seven percent, like literally right right at two thirds. So he's he's having this record breaking season playing two thirds of healthy snaps. Obviously nobody else nobody plays a hundred percent of snaps. You're gonna need a breather, or you're gonna you know tweak an ankle and come out for a few plays at some point. But you know right. most of these guys get 90-plus 90, 90 percent of snaps, and he's in the sixties. It's just that that is how dominant of a season tj watt has had it's it's beyond anything i've ever seen he, he could have damn near had 30 sacks in a, in a fully healthy year it's it's unreal you want you want to talk about aaron Rodgers mvp
0: case uh how many wins do the steelers have if tj oh. watt isn't you know, how many wins
1: did, how many wins did he pretty much single-handedly when jimmy says availability is the best ability he does he doesn't have well no for, first of all the only reason he's been banged up is because the freaking front office mucked around with his contract okay. extension for so damn long like yeah you you, you can't you can't just I, I mean this is a thirty minute conversation that, yeah. for another day but yeah you can't expect to not have any you know realist real off season and and a- asterisk. Be, be in immediate football shape like it just doesn't work that way and and it showed as he has been plagued throughout the injury. Thankfully, nothing that caused extended time or, or serious injuries. But it's the the dude the dude earned every yeah. bit of of that of that contract. It's it's unbelievable. I think we're close to like forty minutes.
0: <laughs> and I, <we're> <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll just super quick. We only have to, we're, we'll cut it down to two guys for heating pad, ice pack, and that's the king, big dog, uh, Derrick Henry. He is back for week 18 to, you know, work out the kinks, shake off the rust type of thing. So I think he's in like the 40% snap range, 40 to 50% snap range this weekend. Uh, the Titans need to win to secure the one seed. So who knows if it ends up being a little bit closer of a game. Maybe he he does get up to 70% snaps. I, I don't think I would touch him for DFS. I, I didn't actually look at how expensive he is, but I, I'd i imagine it's too much money. Um, maybe a dart throw in uh, tournament play at best because I think a lot of people, um, I think he'll be low-owned for for his situation. Uh, what do you have for
1: Derrick Henry? Huge ice pack here. Uh, there's, I, it's not even for sure that he will play this week. He'll be back for the playoffs for sure, but he's, he's not going to be worth you know how much he's going to cost for your daily fantasies he's not going to be the same as we were saying with tj uh you can't just he's missed nine weeks now it'll be what ten weeks by the time the actual game rolls around you can't just take that much time off and be in football shape he's not going to be his normal derrick henry where he's getting 30 carries and completely wearing down the defense that's for sure so if he does play i hope he does play and you know get you know five six carries and kind of get get a little bit up to speed for the for a playoff run, but yeah for as far as your daily fantasy, don't don't touch the guy. He's seventy one hundred dollars
0: on DraftKings. So he would need at least fourteen points to go uh two X. I don't see I don't see him having
1: a fifteen plus point Game. With, his, with his style of play, no, I mean, it's 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 not a good play at all for someone that's coming off of over two months of of nothing.
0: And then Dar- Darren Waller's had some limited practice. He is $6,100 on DraftKings, and he is going up against the Chargers team who is 32nd in the league against um, tight ends uh, fantasy point-wise on DraftKings. So they're dead last giving up points against the tight end. So I'd imagine that um, the Raiders are aware of that. And if he can go, I, I'm, I'm going to have him in at least a lineup or two. I'd say heating pad for him if, if he's in. He's worth
1: a play. I agree. I think he's, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't expect him to be, you know, obviously he's also missed extended time, but he's, and although he is a physical player, it's not the same situation as Henry where he's literally banging into you for 30 snaps a game. But uh, you know, especially he's a red zone target for a for a tight end. He's there's probably better plays, but he's he he'd be someone who'd be worth a shot if you if you wanted feeling a little froggy. I can you can heat pad him. Um, that brings us to our segments:
0: soccer draw of the week. I hit the uh Chelsea Liverpool um draw and Sala and Polisic both scored um in that game so if you would have parlayed all that on FanDuel, draw with both of those to score that would have been a huge huge payout and of course i didn't do that but um maybe someone maybe someone in the world did and they had a nice little sunday there um this week there's no soccer there's only three soccer matches on in the epl at least before we gotta go. gotta go la
1: liga they got the full schedule All right, well, let me Google La Liga real quick, and Danny, you could go if you have one. I'll tell you who I got. So I hit a couple of these early, and I've just been—I've probably hit one in the past two months. So take this with a grain of salt. But I uh, got—I'm going La Liga. I'm going to say Villarreal versus Atletico Madrid. That sound just feels like a draw. Um, supposed to roll my my tongue on the on the double R there, so I can't. But I can't do it, so so I apologize to my our Spanish listeners. Yeah, I, or, I, I never been able never been able to do that. Uh how, oh and uh your
0: your Rayo team is uh back in the sixth. Yeah, that that loss last
1: week hurt, but that's still still a great story. Don't don't negate their great story.
0: <laughs> um I'm going to go with Oh, I lost it. Um I'll go with uh, Real Madrid and Valencia. Seems like a good uh, a good draw there. Um, why not? Why not? Why not? Is is uh, Italians playing though? They played a much oh, as didn't, tomorrow. Didn't look. Um, Bologna's playing Inter. That won't be a draw. Um, and, and uh, Jimmy has a. I'm going to switch mine to Juventus and Napoli. That that's now my draw of the week. Italian soccer. Um I like the draw there. Napoli and Juventus. Hell, just pick play them both. Play both games. <laughs> draw the La Liga and the Serie A, who cares? Um and and then finally the 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 third draw of the week potentially if the if the Indianapolis Colts somehow lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars which I don't think happens in our timeline um, at that point the Steelers beat the Ravens uh, then Sunday Night Football rolls around and the Steelers get fucked out of the playoffs because both teams take a knee for four quarters and we have a. A draw of the week in Sunday Night Football, so the Chargers and the Raiders can both advance into the playoffs. Uh, which would be maybe the most amazing and hilarious thing to ever see an NFL game where they're just they both teams just run the ball for sixty minutes straight. At which point, uh, you probably shouldn't play Darren Waller. Oh, that Darren Waller! You can't really play him in uh in DraftKings unless you do the the big slate, the the full weekend slate with this for Sunday Night Football. So, um, maybe do a couple of those lineups, the Saturday and Sunday games combined, uh, for, for some Darren Waller action.
1: Um, all right, what, uh, what segment does that bring us to? Yeah, we, we got we, we to, unfortunately, we have to switch it up a bit this week. We can't do the LGBTQIA plus player of the week, but we're going to switch to the LGBTQIA plus COVID survivor of the week. I got to give it to Carl Nassib, the the former Penn State All American, was was not active this week due to uh, due to being on the COVID list, but he was there. He was there in spirit as the Raiders got a huge win, which uh, potentially actually hurts the Steelers if the if the if the Raiders lose there, then 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 they wouldn't be Raiders. Raiders could have beat the Chargers to put the Pittsburgh in, even if Indy beats Jacksonville. So. Raiders might've screwed us, but Carl Nazib LGBTQIA plus COVID survivor of the week. Love
0: it. Uh, yeah, it's really unfortunate to now know how close the Steelers would have been with, we were worried about the Browns and the Ravens. And then it ended up being like uh, two other, uh, shitty things happening in the, basically the AFC West, um, and, and the AFC South to, uh, screw us out of it but uh such is life i mean it's it's not like the steelers deserve to go to the playoffs this year and we would get probably steamrolled by any of these other playoff teams but um it would have been fun to see uh big ben in another wild card game and to see how mike tomlin uh i'm a little congested how mike tomlin uh screws it up uh so that brings us to the gambling picks why don't,
1: uh one of you start while I blow my nose? I'll start. I'm ready. I went, uh, so I got to apologize to the listeners. Last week, I jumped the gun a little bit. I wanted to take a uh, FCS game, but I, I didn't factor in that that game would not have been played before the next episode aired. So I substituted my Montana State pick. I messaged these guys pre before the games, but I took uh, Cardinals plus six and a half, got the cover there. So I was two and one this week but that Montana State plus 8 that still plays for this week. They're going to they're going to keep that FCS championship game close. North Dakota State pulls it out. Go Bison, but but it's going to be a it's going to be a tight one. Um, I also have not this has nothing to do with Pittsburgh, but I got Jacksonville plus 15 and a half. I I mentioned to these guys last week. I don't remember if I said it on the pod or just before it, but I mentioned last week said any any home NFL team that's a two touchdown dog. That's just too much. I, I wanted to take the Jets last week, but I said I I cannot, in all good conscience, take the New York Jets in any in any bet. And they lo and behold, they did cover. So I'm gonna say Jacksonville plus 15 and a half at home. They will cover hopefully an outrageous, outright win for for Pittsburgh's sake, but I don't see that happening. And my lock. My lock of the week. I hate betting on them. But they're 2-0 and when I've made them my lock, although those were both the Brown games, which is obviously if you're betting Steelers against the Browns, that's a lock. But I'm going to go back to the Steelers as my lock for the second week in a row. We've got uh, plus 5.5 at Baltimore. I don't know if Lamar Jackson's playing or not, but Ravens on a five-game skid l- looking terrible, potentially not having Lamar Jackson. I have no idea how they're that big of a favorite. Even when these teams don't suck like they do this year, they, this is always always a one score game, usually a three points or less. The last one was decided by a point. so so I like Pitt plus five and a half. Um, thankfully, th- I, d- I didn't mention this earlier, but i'm I'm truly thankful that the d- the Detroit Lions tie did not the the Steelers playoffs did not come down to that stupid tie because. They stink and lost to the Chargers and the Raiders, anyways. So, those, those, they still would have had the tiebreaker over us. So, th- so thankfully, thankfully, that's not what cost us the playoffs. That's very true. Uh, w- while I remember, I, I skipped past tight end guru of the week.
0: Obviously, we talked about Darren Waller, but uh, I have two great cash plays for you today or for Sunday uh, Zach Ertz and. Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox didn't have a catch last week. It was all Devin Singletary in that game. I think Buffalo goes back to the pass against um, the Jets here at home. I think the short passing game, Dawson Knox in a comeback game here. And then Zach Ertz uh, averaging like 12 points in the last three games, maybe even last four games. It looks like he's been averaging about 12 points, which is an easy two x for them. They're both fifty, three hundred, fifty four hundred dollars, and then a little bit cheaper. Pat Fryer Uh obviously a staple of our offense uh, right now and in the future. He's he's probably my favorite pass catcher right now on the team. I don't care if Chase Claypool um, never plays another down for the Steelers. I think he's trash and. Uh, well, he had he has not done one anything this year to to take a step forward. So I get sometimes receivers have a regression in year two, um, but uh, he he has to step it up next year or he's not going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler the year after. But uh, yeah, Fryer move there. Uh, easy easy tight end play. Those are all good cash plays. Um all right, so then uh, I'll just keep it rolling, Mr. Three and O here last week, so I can now finish I cannot finish worse than five hundred. I'm three games above five hundred, so I think you'll all know how this week's gonna go for me um we'll start with you know, I'm copying the the Steelers plus five and a half pick. I just think our defense um is good enough to stop tyler huntley and and put them. You know, one one more game with this defense uh, keeps us within a touchdown with the Ravens here. And Tyler Huntley's been in in quite a few very close games. Uh, Really, the last three he's played have all been uh, within a touchdown margin, I believe. Moving to the Lions, like I said, um, that phony Aaron Rodgers, please come play for the Steelers. He uh will probably only play a quarter, which means it's Jordan Love versus the Lions. Dan Campbell gets these Lions fired up week in and week out, and I guarantee you he wants them to finish the season on a win. Uh to roll into next. Did my mic cut out there? I don't know. I think yeah, we did. You you cut out for a second. Uh well Dan, yeah. Dan Campbell doesn't care about, you know one one or spot higher or lower on the draft board. I think he cares more about finishing this season on a win and, and showing the people he, he can, he can beat uh, teams. He's, I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? I, I made my point. And then finally the Rams minus four at home uh, against the 49ers. Um, we already talked about Jimmy G's going to have a lot of pain in that thumb. Or it's Trey Lance playing against the Rams since the Rams need a win to win the division. Seems like a pretty straightforward pick to me. You know, it might seem a little too obvious, which scares me. Uh, I could see it, you know, it ends up coming down to a field goal because Matt Stafford's fucking around for three quarters. Um, but I, do, I still like the Rams at home in this spot. And, and Sean McVay knows how to keep a team motivated to up up through week 18. So, those are my picks. Jimmy, what do you have? All right. Um, we'll go New Orleans, minus four and a half against Atlanta. I'm going to take, because uh, fuck you guys. I want to take Baltimore. Um, is it, yeah, minus five and a half. Uh, any chance I can. Say, fuck Pittsburgh, fuck Pittsburgh. And I take the Chargers minus three. My great picks of the week.
1: Chargers hey. is your luck. Yep. All right. That's big, big words from someone who's last in the division. I do, I do want to, I do want to say, I we all, since Pittsburgh. we all three have this game, I forgot to say it earlier, but uh, the one thing that scares me about this pick game, Joe Hayden on mm-hmm. the uh, covid list moved to the covid list today Wednesday not sure not sure what if it's a positive test or what, or you know exposure or whatever I don't know what his status for Sunday is going to be Pittsburgh in his in the last 9 games Joe Hayden's missed Pitt, Pittsburgh is 1 and 8 so Kevin Colbert I know I know you listen extend Joe Hayden damn it <laughs> he's, our, he's our best corner in two decades get, get, at least give him another year He's not that old. Yeah, I uh I agree. I he think, wants to uh, stay.
0: Yeah, he's worth, especially if he'd signed for just a tiny bit over the vet minimum. I think that's uh totally worth it. I also wanted to add, Dawson Knox just bought a one million dollar house this week in Orchard Park, which is a ten minute drive from the stadium, and uh. A million-dollar house, it's a three-bedroom, 2,800-square-foot two, house. Doesn't seem like a whole lot for a million dollars. Is that how bad the housing market's got? Like, I was just about to get into I've
1: looked at some houses in my that's, area. That's in Buffalo, too. I think they do. Don't they play in Orchard Park? Yeah, they it says might, it's 10 he, minutes from the... He might have just bought the stadium. What if he lives in the stadium? <laughs> um. I I, this
0: is weird they put the address in in the article
1: yeah that's kind of outrageous
0: uh i'm pasting and and searching the address for the street view here
1: oh yeah this this, i mean i can't imagine any house in buffalo being worth a million dollars um
0: it's a it's a very nice house it's uh Oh, and Antonio Brown just released a statement about what, what had happened. Uh, but to finish with the house thing, I mean, it's, it's a two car garage. Um, it's like a baby blue, um, house, you know, two story. I'm sure it has a basement. It's a nice home and it's in a little, it's in a quaint little neighborhood where all the houses are spread out, but the road is fucking unpaved. I guess I don't know how long ago this Oh, captured June two thousand twenty-one. The road you're living on an unpaid road for fucking million dollars. I'd be calling the city, tell them pay
1: my fucking road. Um, I'd probably pay enough taxes on this bitch. Nine hundred ninety-five thousand dollars. Quit exaggerating, Steve. <laughs> well, they didn't talk about. I'm sure he got it inspected. I'm, you know, the fees. Oh yeah, closing costs. Yeah he he threw out he threw out a medley. I'm trying to he, where you where'd you find this. I'll, say, of the I'll put oh, the address. Oh, oh. oh, that's not even. Did you get it? Okay, I oh, it's it. showing me like a cartoon picture of a house. Oh, basically. I think that's just, just something to do. Just copy that before. and
0: put it into. Um, uh, copy that, put it into whatever. Uh, Send me his uh, social security number while you're at it. <laughs> hey. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we now have his address and his birth date. I think that's enough to get his medical record.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's wow that's uh Wow, that's a million dollar house, huh? It sure don't look like it. No, that is you man, what in the world? I mean, I guess it is still technically New York, but it's freaking but Buffalo. Like you oh, know, that road is for road. sure paved. Jimmy, what are you looking at? This look ain't at no the, paved Look at the house across the street. I wanna live there. Yeah, wow, that's a way better house. Yeah, you picked the wrong house, Dawson. Well, when,
0: when you're saying paved road, what are you talking about? That's not like a dirt road.
1: It's not a It's not well. It's not well maintained. I it's think all it's cracked I mean. and shit. Is what? And that's and still it's a
0: paved. You say old. it's not a paved road. It's not an option. It's not,
1: cobblestone or pebbles or fucking dirt. That's paved. It's not paved in the past <laughs> five years. At least. Well, and
0: then you got to think the roads in Buffalo, in general, are probably shittier from all the salt and all the.
1: All the there's there's cracks melting. all
0: over this road. It looks like
1: eczema. this not, road has eczema. It's not a quality road. Yeah.
0: Um, crazy they put his address in the article. If Dawson Knox buys a new house, here's his address.
1: <laughs> go, go egging when he drops the pass.
0: Um, I'm not going to bother reading uh, Antonio Brown's statement, but basically he, he just said Um, he, he, who, I don't even know what he's, I can't, I got to like digest all this. Um, he, oh, they said, what's wrong with you? I told him it's my ankle, but he knew that is well-documented. Um, then they ordered me to get on the field. I said, I can't, he didn't call for medical attention. Instead, he shouted at me, you're done while he ran his finger across my throat. Oh, across his throat. Coach was telling me that if I didn't play hurt, then I was done with the Bucks. I didn't quit. I was cut. And then they put a mental health spin on it. He didn't use the word mental health, but he said they put a spin on their angle of it. Which they did kind of allude. Like uh, Tom Brady and uh Bruce Arians both basically alluded to. I hope he gets the help. You know, if he needs help, I hope he gets it. Type of thing. I'm sure he's not easy to deal with, but at the same time, he's he's basically saying, you know, they they want you to play hurt, and that's bullshit. Um, but you know, I don't know who to believe because he Antonio Brown is like you said doesn't
1: have really any credibility. We 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 created this monster. Mike Mike Tomlin <laughs> let him get away with too much for too uh, long.
0: I think I think <laughs> but so. Damn
1: old Tony Toe Tap could make a catch anywhere on the field. Yeah, because I get every from all all reports he did not act like this his rookie year coming out of you know max school he didn't act like that at well he age. was a what sixth round pick fifth round pick out of Central Michigan that was fighting for a roster spot once he once he kind of blew up I forget it was either Emmanuel Sanders or Ryan Clark I don't remember which one one of them the one time basically said like that was when they when when they first signed him to his extension I think it was Ryan Clark because Emmanuel Sanders was would have been getting his extension as well but they they didn't bring back Sanders but uh they basically said he told he told either Tomlin or Kevin Colbert or whoever he said if you if you pay him you are creating a monster so he basically said he saw it you know he uh, saw the the uh the ego building up I mean obviously when you when you look at what he came from and what he turned into I mean there's there is no there's no harder worker in the league i i could confidently confidently say that but but it was obviously you know it was it was always i'm i'm putting in every every ounce of work and effort that i can to for my own stats you know for my own paycheck for it you know it was never it was never about you know winning or or you know it was always about his own his own stats and stature yeah but, but i mean you know he you can't knock what he what you know no, nothing out of high school you know you go from florida to freaking the mac way up north to, to you know the most productive receiver of the of the 2010s i mean that what five years six years stretch was it'll 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 be a while before someone someone equals that caliber again he yep. just let it all came it all came crashing down for a b I think he's <laughs> there's a chance he plays somewhere else next year. I mean, oh, oh I, mean, I mean, you when you look at it is with you know with no, essentially no like off seasons and like you know he's he's basically just playing on these teams like from scratch. He went to the Patriots and had like one good week before he freaking got cut. But I mean, when you look at his stats, not even like so in the past two years, he's over a thousand yards in 15 games he only played 15 games with the bucks but he has a thousand yards and eight touchdowns and that's with no like you know that's just being thrown into the fire like he's off, he's still one of the best that's what that's the craziest thing is he's still a top five receiver in this league easy it, it it's it's unreal
0: yeah Oh jesus i only read uh that was only one one sheet of of this two page thing that he wrote but he he did uh, not
1: he he paid well, them I, know, I know I know he I know he did I don't even know if he can read. <laughs>
0: he graduated or he, yeah he he came out of uh you graduated college I'm sure he only had someone do his uh do his homework you know most of the time. But uh basically there's a quote in there from me and saying it shows the bone fragments stuck in my ankle, the ligaments torn from the bone and cartilage loss is beyond painful. You can see the bone bulging from the outside. And it's like, well, my point is just show us the picture. Then if you just described the picture of your ankle, why can you not put that picture on Twitter? You know, I don't, it does not make sense to describe what, what an MRI shows that you're trying to prove your point of how much it hurts. And then you won't put the picture of the MRI up. So honestly, until, until you put a picture up, an image up of your MRI, um, I'm going to take all of this with a grain of salt and probably say, you know, it's a he said, she said thing between Arians and, and AB and everyone else on the sidelines who, who was in earshot of them.
1: I'm, I'm diving through his advanced stats right now and um it's even it's even more impressive than I thought so in fifteen <laughs> in fifteen games over two years that he played with the bucks in in those games, not counting the games that he missed, but he's he played just over fifty percent of those of the of uh, possible snaps, which in Pittsburgh he was obviously above a ninety percent clip, so barely playing over half of the the snaps for the offense in fifteen games he had over a thousand yards and eight touchdowns like it it's it's a it's a shame. He could have, he could just still be producing at such a high level. If he, I mean, obviously he brought all this on himself, but, but man, what a, what a waste. What a, I mean, dude would have been a first ball Hall of Famer. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's sad the downfall. Uh,
0: I can't tell. Jimmy put an overhead shot of Dawson Knox House, and, and then there's like a huge or a super long driveway. Way back um two two driveways down from his that goes way back into like basically yeah, that's that's the actual house. Oh that's
1: oh the, the one street. we were looking at was the one yeah. in front. I see it now. Yeah, we we're looking yeah, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, 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 there's like three houses back to back. That's weird. But he's got the land in the back. All right, Dawson. We we judged you too early. Well, it's not that. It's the address
0: is comes up and Sends you directly square in front of this house that you know I thought it was. Well, it's just behind. It's behind it's, that house. It's, it's behind it, but the driveways are next to each other on the same road. But then that driveway goes way, way back, probably a quarter mile back. It looks like to a completely secluded area where the house is just like completely by itself. Got a got a
1: lake. Got a barn. Yeah, Looks yeah. like a big in-ground pool. In the back. I got close to my mic, so sorry if I got real loud there. Big, what is, what's that in the back? A pool. That's a pool, and then oh, it okay. looks like a three-four car garage with the oh. whole, a whole thing, and then What a are those just- mounds? Does this dude have a freaking golf course in the back? Looks like he's got like a couple golf holes right there. What are those little like mounds? Well, of- he hasn't moved in yet, so it's Whoa. the previous owner's golf course.
0: <laughs> but they're just trees.
1: Yeah, those, oh, those are, are trees. trees. Why don't they look like the, they don't look like the other trees? There's trees on golf courses, Jimmy. That doesn't that doesn't definitively say that it's not a golf course. Uh, it looks I mean, to me- I'm,
0: I'm on the live like zooming in and out. and oh. It's a little better quality. It's it's just trees and then a big field.
1: But you can't prove there's no golf course.
0: I mean, I can't. There's no golf course in this image from June 2021 but you could probably put two maybe three par 3s in that that acreage you'd have to put them all parallel to each other probably but you know
1: um i don't think Dawson Knox draws enough enough of a tight end salary to to put in a golf course tj watt could do it the, the i mean the land's already perfectly flat and grassed back there all you got to do is
0: not cut some of it a certain way, you got a rough and a fairway, and then make a you know put in some greens. It can't be that expensive to put in two or three greens uh but yeah, no beautiful, beautiful estate there that's an estate, so yeah, okay, that's what a million gets you. I'm cool with that uh the the first house I was looking at looked like it should have been more like thirty three hundred fifty thousand maybe four hundred. And also the article said is a three bedroom house, which really threw me off too. Cause it looked like it perfectly matched the house that Google showed me at first. But you know, I, this episode has gone on long enough. Um, maybe the least injury injuries we've talked about in an episode, but I still, I still had fun doing it and it looks like it's about, about an hour, hour long here. So, you know, um, hope you all had a happy new year. Hope the week 18 goes well for all of you out there, fantasy-wise, betting-wise. And uh, we'll see you in the playoffs. Stay healthy until then, America.